0: Thank you for tuning into Songs of Praise from Three ABN Australia Radio. We trust you'll enjoy this musical selection to bring you peace, comfort, and hope.
1: As you could hear him say, My precious lamb, you cannot stay. some day
0: Songs of praise endeavours to draw your heart, mind and soul to a closer relationship with your Saviour, Jesus Christ.
2: Bright on my way, thy glory
3: is light unto
2: thy perfect day. Through pastures serene, through valleys of green, my shepherd, I follow thee. O shepherd the divine, I know thou art mine. Thy great heart was broken for me. Thy grace and thy law, I picture in all. They kissed upon Cal. A life that was given to ransom my soul A heart that was broken to make sinners whole This world is but lost in view of thy cross My shepherd, I follow thee Sheep, the way thou dost lead to the still waters deep, one stuff and one rug, one fold and one gun. My shepherd, I follow thee, my shepherd. I follow. lonely
4: of the lord we're not concerned about the name your church has on its door Go ye into all the world, still means get up and go. We're here to share the good news with the ones who need to know. We are laborers together in the business of the Father. Sometimes we sow the seed and others bring the water. We're all in this thing together, winning souls is our reward. We are laborers together with the Lord. So let's all lend a hand, for the harvest day is near. We've gotta send a message that the whole world needs to hear. There's no time like the present, so come along with me. It's time we work together for the cross of Calvary. We are laborers together in the business of the Father. Sometimes we sow the seed and others bring the water. We're all in this thing together. Winning souls is our reward. We are laborers. Laborers Together with the Lord We are laborers together In the business of the Father Sometimes we sow the seed And others bring the water We're all in this thing together Winning souls is our reward We are laborers together With the Lord We are laborers together With the Lord
3: of mercy never ceasing, called for songs of loudest praise. string to be. Let thy goodness like a fair
0: If you're enjoying this music, encourage your friends to listen to this program each
5: week Keep his it... Troubles and strife
6: i yeah. i journey bring a blessing may
0: Invite your family and friends to also enjoy Songs of Praise.
5: Many fear what lies ahead in there tomorrow. But I know who holds tomorrow in His hands. It doesn't matter where He's leading you, Jesus will be there too. My Lord will help you I know He can No need to worry about tomorrow God's already there He is waiting with open arms And your path He has prepared So when you feel you can't go on Just remember Jesus cares To worry about
6: tomorrow,
5: God's already there. Now I know what it's like to fear the future, many times. tomorrow
4: Wonderful, Jesus, my Lord.
7: He said he would be my guide. Well, well, I looked at my hands, my hands look new. I looked at my feet and they did too. Ever since that wonderful day, my souls Tongue so I can say praise God I'm satisfied but I'm satisfied. satisfied With Jesus I'm satisfied. satisfied with Jesus He said he would be my comfort He said he would be my Guide well well I looked at My hands my, my hands, hands look new looked I looked at my feet and they did too Ever since that Wonderful day my soul's been Satisfied well it was way down Yonder in the valley boys I was wondering all. He put his arms all around me there and he drew me to his side And ever since that wonderful day my soul's been satisfied I'm satisfied, satisfied with Jesus, I'm satisfied. satisfied with Jesus He said he would be my comfort, he said he would be my guide Well, well, I looked at my hands, my hands look new I looked at my feet and they did too Ever since that wonderful day, my soul's been satisfied. Ever since that wonderful day, my soul's been satisfied. I'm satisfied. Satisfied with Jesus. I'm satisfied. Satisfied with Jesus. He said he would be my comfort. He said he would be my guide. Well, I looked at my hands. My hands look new. I looked at my feet and they did too. Ever since that wonderful day, my soul's been satisfied. Ever since that wonderful day, my soul's been satisfied.
8: They Did not understand why he wouldn't come As they made their way toward the other side As they left the shore, they faced a storm And suddenly they feared for their lives But
3: upon the sea there someone walked On the water as they listened For his cries
8: That's when they heard him call out their names And tenderly he says It is I He's the eye of the storm The center of my calm The place where I find shelter The place where I find warmth The center of my ways The keeper of my days When I can't feel the sunshine And my ship is tossed and torn He's the eye of the storm
1: They did not understand how the Prince of Peace Find them in the middle of their sea But with little faith and God's good grace Joy would
3: overcome their disbelief Now there are times in life when I face the storm And I wonder if
4: I ever will serve. That's when I hear him call out my name, tenderly he says, it is
6: I. He's the eye of the
8: storm, the center of my calm, the place where I find shelter, the place where I find warmth. The sinner of my ways, the keeper of my days. When I can't feel the sunshine, and my ship is tossed and torn, He's the eye of the storm. Do not fear when He is near. Take hold of His strong, hold of hand. His strong, listen closely to His voice. He's the great. Oh, uh... where I find shelter the place where I find warmth the center of my ways, the keeper of my days when I can't feel the sunshine and my ship is tossed and torn he's the eye of the storm he's the eye of the storm
0: We here at 3ABN Australia Radio are delighted to share songs of praise with you. We look forward to your company next time.
9: Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. Written in simple, beautiful language, Ministry of Healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards.
10: Hello, this is Rosalie and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 17, The Use of Remedies Inactivity is a fruitful cause of disease. Exercise quickens and equalises the circulation of the blood. But in idleness, the blood does not circulate freely, and the changes in it, so necessary to life and health, do not take place. The skin too becomes inactive. Impurities are not expelled as they would be if the circulation had been quickened by vigorous exercise. The skin kept in a healthy condition and the lungs fed with plenty of pure, fresh air. This state of the system throws a double burden on the excretory organs and disease is the result. Invalids should not be encouraged in inactivity. When there has been serious overtaxation in any direction, entire rest for a time will sometimes ward off serious illness. But in the case of confirmed invalids, it is seldom necessary to suspend all activity. Those who have broken down from mental labour should have rest from wearying thought, but they should not be led to believe that it is dangerous to use their mental powers at all. Many are inclined to regard their condition as worse than it really is. This state of mind is unfavourable to recovery and should not be encouraged. Ministers, teachers, students and other brain workers often suffer from illness as the result of severe mental taxation. Unrelieved by physical exercise, what these persons need is a more active life. Strictly temperate habits combined with proper exercise would ensure both mental and physical vigour and would give power of endurance to all brain workers. Those who have overtaxed their physical powers should not be encouraged to forego manual labour entirely. But labour, to be of the greatest advantage, should be systematic and agreeable. Outdoor exercise is the best. It should be planned so as to strengthen the organs by use that have become weakened and the heart should be in it. The labour of the hands should never degenerate into mere drudgery. When invalids have nothing to occupy their time and attention, their thoughts become centred upon themselves and they grow morbid and irritable. Many times they dwell upon their bad feelings until they think themselves much worse than they really are and wholly unable to do anything. In all these cases well-directed physical exercise would prove an effective remedial agent. In some cases it is indispensable to the recovery of health. The will goes with the labour of the hands and what these invalids need is to have the will aroused. When the will is dormant the imagination becomes abnormal and it is impossible to resist disease. Inactivity is the greatest curse that could come upon most invalids. Light employment is useful labor, while it does not tax mind or body, has a happy influence upon both. It strengthens the muscles, improves the circulation, and gives the invalid the satisfaction of knowing that he is not wholly useless in this busy world. He may be able to do but little at first, but... He will soon find his strength increasing and the amount of work done can be increased accordingly. Exercise aids the dyspeptic by giving the digestive organs a healthy tone. To engage in severe study or violent physical exercise immediately after eating hinders the work of digestion. But a short walk after a meal with the head erect and the shoulders back is a great benefit. Notwithstanding all that is said and written concerning its importance, there are still many who neglect physical exercise. Some grow corpulent because the system is clogged. Others become thin and feeble because their vital powers are exhausted in disposing of an excess of food. The liver is burdened in its effort to cleanse the blood of its impurities, and illness is the result. Those whose habits are sedentary should, when the weather will permit, exercise in the open air every day, summer or winter. Walking is preferable to riding, or driving horses, for it brings more of the muscles into exercise. The lungs are forced into healthy action, since it is impossible to walk briskly without inflating them. Such exercise would in many cases be better for the health than medicine. Physicians often advise their patients to take an ocean voyage, to go to some mineral spring or to visit different places for change of climate. When in most cases, if they would eat temperately and take cheerful, healthful exercise, they would recover health and would save time and money. End of chapter 17. Chapter 18. Mind Cure. The relation that exists between the mind and the body is very intimate. When one is affected, the other sympathises. The condition of the mind affects the health to a far greater degree than many realise. Many of the diseases from which men suffer are the result of mental depression, grief, anxiety, discontent, remorse, guilt, distrust all tend to break down the life forces and invite decay and death. Disease is sometimes produced and is often greatly aggravated by the imagination. Many are lifelong invalids who might be well if they only thought so. Many imagine that every slight exposure will cause illness and the evil effect is produced because it is expected. Many die from disease the cause of which is wholly imaginary. Courage, hope, faith, sympathy, love, promote health and prolong life. A contented mind, a cheerful spirit, is health to the body and strength to the soul. Proverbs 17.22 says, A merry heart, a rejoicing heart, doeth good like medicine. In the treatment of the sick, the effect of mental influence should not be overlooked. Rightly used, this influence affords one of the most effective agencies for combating disease. Subheading. Control of mind over mind. There is, however, a form of mind cure that is one of the most effective agencies for evil. Through this so-called science, one mind is brought under the control of another, so that the individuality of the weaker is merged in that of the stronger mind. One person acts out the will of another. Thus it is claimed that the tenor of the thoughts may be changed, that health-giving impulses may be imparted, and patients may be enabled to resist and overcome disease. This method of cure has been employed by persons who were ignorant of its real nature and tendency and who believed it to be a means of benefit to the sick. But the so-called science is based upon false principles. It is foreign to the nature and spirit of Christ. It does not lead to him who is life and salvation. The one who attracts minds to himself leads them to separate from the true source of their strength. It is not God's purpose that any human being should yield his mind and will to the control of another, becoming a passive instrument in his hands. No one is to merge his individuality in that of another. He is not to look to any human being as the source of healing. His dependence must be in God. In the dignity of his God-given manhood, he is to be controlled by God himself, not by any human intelligence. God desires to bring men into direct relation with himself. In all dealings with human beings, he recognises the principle of personal responsibility, seeks to encourage a sense of personal dependence and to impress the need of personal guidance. He desires to bring the human into association with the divine that men may be transformed into the divine likeness. Satan works to thwart this purpose. He seeks to encourage dependence upon men. When minds are turned away from God, the tempter can bring them under his rule. He can control humanity. The theory of mind controlling mind was originated by Satan to introduce himself as the chief worker to put human philosophy where divine philosophy should be. Of all the errors that are finding acceptance among professedly Christian people, none is a more dangerous deception, none more certain to separate man from God, than is this. Innocent, though it may appear, if exercised upon patience, it will tend to their destruction, not to their restoration. It opens a door through which Satan will enter to take possession of both the mind that is given up to be controlled by another, and of the mind that controls. Fearful is the power thus given to evil-minded men and women. What opportunities it affords to those who live by taking advantage of others' weaknesses or follies. How many, through control of minds, feeble or diseased, will find a means of gratifying lustful passion or greed of gain? There is something better for us to engage in than control of humanity by humanity. The physician should educate the people to look from the human to the divine. Instead of teaching the sick to depend upon human beings for the cure of soul and body, he should direct them to the one who can save to the uttermost all who come unto him. He who made man's mind knows what the mind needs. God alone is the one who can heal. Those whose minds and bodies are diseased are to behold in Christ the Restorer. Because I live, he says, you shall live also. John 14 verse 19. This is the life we are to present to the sick, telling them that if they have faith in Christ as the Restorer, if they cooperate with him, obeying the laws of health and striving to perfect holiness in his fear he may impart to them his life. When we present Christ to them in this way, we are imparting a power, a strength that is of value, for it comes from above. This is the true science of healing for body and soul to be continued.
9: Join us again next time when Rosalie Ricards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing. Here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio.
11: Hi, this is Marilyn, the two-tip lady who loves to give two tips to help make your life more simple. I've got a question for you. Have you heard the rasping, buzzing, pulsating, often ear-splittingly loud, buzz-soaring singing of cicadas? Yeah, singing, really? Well, I live in cicada country. 207 recorded species live in Australia, and there are more than 3,000 species in the world. I reckon we've got a lot of them at our place. I'm sure that wherever you are, you'll have heard their deafening cacophony on a hot summer day. I heard someone say to me recently... "'Marilyn, kindle your independent spirit.' Hmm. So while musing on this, I trotted off on my daily walk, and while I meandered through the dusty, dry, hot bush, I was surrounded by the almost deafening shriek of multitudes of cicadas. I had to stop, fascinated, as the incredible sound seemed to envelop me in waves, ebbing and flowing, just like the waves of the sea. And I wondered if the humble cicada has an independent spirit.' I've concluded that I don't think so. I don't think there's an ounce of an independent spirit in a cicada because the bush can be still and silent. And then it seems that suddenly one cicada conductor raises his baton and says, come on boys, let's go. And they simply do what they're told to do. Perhaps the conductor of the cicada orchestra is the only independent spirit there. Or perhaps he is responding to a built-in signal too. Do you simply do what you're told to do or do you do what everyone else does without thinking, just because they do it? Have you capitulated in some areas and are you doing just what everyone else is doing because it's just the dumb thing? Who hasn't at times gotten tired of hearing a toddler asking why? 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 I have a feeling it would be good for us to ask the same question far more than we do. And since we're not cicadas and since God gave us the ability to think and since he has given us the freedom to make choices, then I think we need to ask questions far more often and take time to research if we must to find the answers and then choose our actions. Once upon a time, quite a long time ago, we chose to educate our kids at home. We did some research. We asked questions. We made our decision not to follow the conductor and we're glad we did. We chose to research what we eat and put into our bodies. We made our decision not to follow the well-worn paths everyone else followed and we're glad we did. We chose our reading materials. We still have to choose our watching habits and we're glad we can choose. We don't have to follow the leader. We don't even have to listen to all the so-called news. We can choose what we're going to focus on. So my tip number one today is to ask yourself, Why am I choosing to do this? And then tip number two is to ask, What will I choose to do? We're not cicadas born with instincts that control our lives. We're human beings made in the image of God. And he gave us freedom to choose our actions and thoughts. Isn't that wonderful? Let's choose the best. Fill our minds by meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling and gracious. The best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. So let's ask ourselves, why do I choose to do this? And what will I choose to do? We're not cicadas responding instinctively. We're humans who think and choose. Do this and your life will become more simple, guaranteed. That's it from the Two-Tip Lady today.